Welcome back, spiritual and conspiratorial people, my beloved cartel. Uh, It is Tuesday, November 30th, and I have a very special episode for you guys today. Um, I have the amazing musician Chris Merritt, and I have a wonderful illustrator uh, of books, uh, Casey Davenport, and together they wrote a book for all you truthers and all the people who aren't truthers and hopefully it gets out there because I think their work is very important and the book is called Out of This World and uh, I highly employ, implore you <laughs> employ, I highly implore you to uh, click the links in the show notes and uh, get their book into your uh, imagination uh, I think their work is very important uh, as a conglomerate. Uh, and we had an amazing conversation. I've never spoken to them through voice, either of them, until today. And the conversation was absolutely amazing. Just how, you know, it, it's the same way with every other conversation I have on this show. Uh, but uh, yeah, I thank you guys so much for tuning in once again. And uh, you know what you got to do, right? You know, don't you? You got to smoke a doob, drink a beer, do what you got to do, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Red Pill Cartel. Uh, I have Casey and Chris on the show today, and uh, they're otherwise known as uh, C-squared. Um so Casey is an illustrator and Chris is a musician. And uh, so how you doing? How you doing tonight, guys? Awesome. Yeah, we're great. How are you, Dave? <laughs> I'm pretty damn good myself. <laughs> so yeah, like uh, so um, most importantly, I think uh, why you reached out to me, Casey, was about the uh, the book that you you guys have. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Out of this world. Right? Mm-hmm. Out of this world. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so tell me the background. What inspired all that to be created, and you know. You want to yeah. take this one? That was your yeah, baby. Sure. Is your, it was Chris's baby to begin with, and then we wrote it together. So yeah, mm-hmm. and we really. I mean, it was a. It was definitely teamwork to get it done. And this is how bad of a writer I am. So I'm a musician by trade and by career and. My, my entire life songwriter sure. producer and everything so i'm used to being a musician and a songwriter so this was really different you know yeah. i love reading i'm a slow reader i love books but i'm a, i'm not like you digest them yeah i yeah. don't i don't burn through books you know so right I'm, and i'm i've done some writing but mostly like you know ranting blog posts and stuff like that <laughs> um and so i really had a concept for this that i knew was was going to be great if I could make it happen. And so together, because Casey's a much better writer, much closer to an actual writer than I am, um, but we got it done. But this is how bad it was. Like, I thought it would take, you know, a month or two to finish. <laughs> and it, was, it was literally, I mean, nine to 10 months of, and, and research for years before that, yeah, too. Yeah, many years. Right. And it really yeah. turned into all day every day to get that thing done i mean for months yeah and so 
yeah, that's how far off my projections were on that project. <laughs> so I learned a lot about writing the book. Yeah, it was a good experience that way. I mean, they say they actually they do say on average, if you're attempting to write a book, it would be at least nine months anyway. And this mm -hmm. was not just writing a cute romance novel. We're writing like heavy stuff and our story and all these other right histories. There's, and, there's yeah. lots of elements in it. But one of the elements is taking a lot of this truth that's like pouring out online. And we've been following a lot of this stuff for a long time a long now. Time, yeah. And right. I just knew it was something that the world is not talking about at all. You know, there's no conversation. Everybody says conspiracy, conspiracy, or that's crazy, or this is crazy. But we're not, you know, getting in depth about, well, what is this material? You know, where is this coming from? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Right or wrong, you know, it paints a picture. You know, when you have 10,000 rumors about the ice cream shop down the street is like giving people like salmonella and like somebody spit in the ice cream. It's like worth talking about. It's right. worth, you know, sure. all, these, yeah. all these people kind of still go to the ice cream shop and say, oh, don't talk. Yeah, about don't talk it. about that. It's crazy. It's ice cream. So okay. that, that was a weird metaphor. Yeah, but, but what about that razor blade that that kid bit into when he bit into the apple, right? Like, yeah, yeah maybe right. Exactly. <laughs> And it's like, people will wave that off. Like, oh, that's just a rumor and stuff. Um, so anyway, the point is I, I got to a point with it where I was finding, and I don't know, and I'd love to hear, Dave, like your sort of journey with this stuff. Cause I'm really interested in, you know where you're at with like all this truth coming out and stuff. But for me, and I'm really, I, I've been a philosopher and an artist. So I enjoy engaging with this whole thing even though it's been quite harrowing, honestly and kind of traumatizing, but it's been awesome as a philosopher to kind of try and put this all together. So people were not seeing the deep truth coming out, like the hidden history stuff, that the really bizarre kind of tech that's behind the scenes that's going on mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah. And so I took some of the best material that's online dealing with this stuff and some of the best names and voices out there. And I make it clear in the book, I don't know for sure, like what's going on. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think right. that's, a big point in the book yeah. but we so um we've compiled a lot of podcasts and some of these are like 15 minutes long 20 minutes long 25 minutes long literally transcribed i mean oh, how many, how of many these videos did we, did we transcribe yeah and sort of wow. taking the, the best of to kind of and literally take these voices of people that i thought were really effective and then put some key imagery in the book with it mm -hmm. um and I thought it would be really good for people to kind of slow down and have a book form of yeah. this. So that's one of the elements that, of course, that took a long that's time a, to do. Talk so. about research. Yeah. yeah, a lot of research and stuff. That's amazing. Yeah. And it was more about doing all of that. Like you were saying, it's not we're not just saying here, this is this is the answer. This is saying consider all this. It's, it's we right. want people to think and draw their own conclusions. And absolutely. Yeah. Like I, I don't claim to know anything. Right. I don't yeah. know anything, <clears throat> but however, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I would implore other people to think about the things that I speak about. Like, don't take my words at face value, but mm -hmm. like consider doing your own research and coming to your own conclusions. Like, for me, I, I think exactly. honestly, we are living in the apocalypse, which means the great revealing, right? Mm -hmm. we are living right. in the apocalypse where everything is being revealed right now about everything 
Mm -hmm. And if you don't take the time to kind of go down that rabbit hole, uh, you know, like you're not gonna, you're just going to go along with the whole, all the sheeple, you know? Exactly. Right. And the thing is, is that, you know, you have to, you really have to um, be careful with that as well. Because when I first woke up to all this shit, I was, like you said, Chris, it was, it was, it's traumatizing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Traumatizing to realize that you've been lied to your whole life about almost every aspect of everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Oh, shit. <laughs> but it's the thing about uh, people not wanting to do their own research. They just want to go along with it because they're too scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I think fear has a lot to do with uh, what's going on now, especially like I'm just going to take the vaccine because I'm scared of this disease. Like, yeah. And I, why don't you you underestimated that fear? Yeah. Really? Oh yeah, for sure. It's, it's huge. It's yeah. And it's um, fear, fear. And the fear has been such a weaponized thing. And in, 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 in such a, on a bigger scale too, because they've made it about, like for example, using let's use the the vax as a, as an example. Uh, then people take it because other things were threatened. It's a social, it's social crime. And oh yeah. It, it's a, the amount of people who I don't know who who posted this the other day. So many people I follow, but they were just they were taking polls and everything and like showing out most people that took took the jab um, did it for not for health purposes not because they don't believe it's like shouldn't you take a medicine because you believe it's good for your health no i'm taking it because work's making me do it or i want to travel to the bahamas or something and it's just exactly afraid i can't do this stuff anymore and it's all just Mm. like it's it's overarching fear just completely has controlled yeah exactly everyone in every aspect it's it's and that's frightening (laughs) that's the frightening thing you know so that's the that is the frightening thing when you look at it from our perspective and when i say our i mean the people who know that this is all yeah uh, one big scam right my fear is that people are gonna die and not from a disease but from (laughs) a vaccine and I think the vaccine, every new, um, every new uh, variant that they claim is happening uh, is because of the vaccine. Wow, right. good. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's wild to me. Like, you guys don't see it yet. Like, now kids are getting strokes and myocarditis and soccer yeah. players are dropping left, right, and center on the, on the field. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's- not for- Iris. <laughs> right, it, I know. They're just, it's like, they're, they're really playing us here. It's just like, how stupid can we see how stupid they are? Let's just mm-hmm. try this now. Let's see how I know, yeah. and it's, it's harrowing. And I don't want to, <clears throat> like, it's, maybe this is dark, but a family member, um, I mean, it is a dark situation, but I yeah. don't want to bring down the podcast or whatever, but a family nah. member of mine <laughs> had heart issues and a stroke and died, you know, after taking this. And the last conversation I had with them was literally begging them to listen to what I had to say and yeah. literally pushed out to the driveway yeah. to my car. Yeah, kicked out. So it's, it's, it is like you said, and it's almost been all overwhelming so much that you kind of, and it sounds weird to say, but you get like numb to the whole thing I in know. a weird way. I know what you mean. 
Oh yeah, for sure. I, I totally get it. Crazy. I, you know. I know. I, it's weird. I, I have, I can't believe I, I get up every morning and I'm making coffee and I'm just sort of like, everything's fine, but it's not. And it's yeah. like, what, yeah. you know, you're thinking about other stuff while you're trying to pour your coffee. I'm like, does this make any sense at all right now? Like, cause people are just dropping dead. You know, mm. it's like, it's, it's, it's. Yeah. And where are you located, Dave? You, you in the U S no, I'm up in uh, Ontario, Canada, near Toronto. Okay. I thought I yeah. detected an accent. <laughs> Did I say a boot or a? <laughs> there's a lot of Canadians here. Like, I think there's more Canadians here than like America. I don't know. I should check yeah, the ratio there's a lot on of that. Canadians Tons of Canadians in Mexico. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Probably like the weather. You know, they're like they're older. You know, there's a lot of expats here that are just yeah, like, yeah. Honestly, like if I if I age and I can't function up here. I'm going to Arizona. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's, good for bones. That's beautiful up there where you're at, though. Yeah, it's a nice area. Uh, eh, not where I am, really. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What I've seen of Canada, I'm like, it's so beautiful there. Yeah. I know. We do miss I'm not... <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah. That's the one thing we're just sort of like, I've told, it's funny telling the locals here. Sorry for, but just remember, um, telling them about how it gets muy fría up in the states and how like like um the i told them like the roads like get ice on them and they just look at me like no <laughs> how would you drive i'm like i mean you have to. yeah they're just they're just stunned it's like they've never even heard of such a thing it's like how could you say such a thing ice on the roads it would be a national emergency <laughs> yeah it's funny you say that because like uh places that don't really get that much snow they're never prepared for it right so no. like massive car accidents everywhere oh yeah the south anywhere in the south like the georgia or even well maybe northern florida they've gotten icy some sort of like frost and it's like mm. no just don't go out of your house it's like it that's they treat it like the apocalypse they're just like don't don't even bother this it's just chaos there's 10 car pileups and i'm just like wow like i'm so, from new york so how is, how is it up there? Are, are people like wearing masks up there and taking it really seriously or like, what's the scene? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, dude, for sure. Like, like people will look at you funny if you're not wearing one. It's yeah. pretty wild. Wow. It's so interesting. We wanted to talk because we're, we're sort of, we're kind of in a bubble here. The funny thing is like, there's, there's masked tards here too. Should I use that word? I don't it's, know, but oh, it's anything, not- anything goes, don't worry. It was yeah. delayed sort of here. When we heard about mm. everything going on, we had a feeling that it would be staggered. Usually if like the US does it, then Mexico eventually follows suit. But there's, it's a different sort of lax governmental thing somewhat here. But like you walk, but that's, it's almost weirder because you see people walking around masked and masked here, mm. like, but they still have the same bored look, like it's just normal. Like right. it's not, like they're, it's not, it's like a, just another appendage grew out of their face mm. and it, not weird we're seeing incredible things here we're in a town and it's almost like divine providence that we ended up here and the book talks about a lot of this stuff it goes into detail but to see the mix of people here and as i'm waking up to all the ideological lies that they kind of so they sewed together in our lives you can kind of see coming together like there's the there's kind of racial relations that they kind of set up to be very interesting. Yeah, totally. But I thought we'd find a lot of sort of like freedom oriented people down here. Like mm-hmm. <clears throat> that was one of the things we expected. And where we ended up was somewhat 
um, it's just very interesting in the area we're in. Yeah. Um, because you get so many kind of state oriented people. I mean, I was just stunned. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it seems like, I mean, that seems like anywhere I end up, you know, I, <laughs> music brought me to LA and New York and, oh, yeah. but even, you know, I've been in Salt Lake City and I felt like it was very yeah. like state oriented, just everywhere I've ever been, even Northern Virginia, where I grew up kind of turned into that. But here it's like on another le weird level. Very strange. I mean, I think, and you know, there's very, there's mysterious buildings going up all over the place. Yeah. And it's, it's getting a little bit freaky. Um, just very like, bizarre things happening here all the time, all the time. Very weird things. What kind of, what kind of, uh, what kind of buildings, sorry to cut you off, what kind of building, like weird buildings are you noticing? Well, it's weird because, for example, actually two things. The first is that some of them are weirdly covered up, like in weird tarps kind of thing. Black, black, black tarps. tarps. I don't know what they are. And they're all being built by volunteers. Yeah. And the other thing huh. is that. We're, we're supposed to be especially everywhere now because everyone's crops are suffering and <clears throat> the economy's not doing great and there's all supposedly. this supposedly there's all this there's a lot of building going on no, more than we've ever more seen than i've minutes. ever seen like if like everything's just great and i'm like who's paying for this and creepy like very we, creepy. we did a huge hike the yeah. other day and we're back in sort of literal what i think were actually pyramids that have been covered up but um ruins and them. yeah and we found some really cool things out about that and stuff but we had this sort of viewpoint where we ended up <laughs> and we saw them building like in the jungle this just concrete just giant it looks like warehouse i mean what i would say it had like sort of a what i would call a lookout tower it looks I, like a prison we're just gonna say it, it yeah. looks like a prison so, and so you yeah, know you, so. and you ask questions but i'm at this point where i kind of assume the worst you know rather it's than probably the safest and best thing to do at this point so, like go worst case scenario and yeah. hope you're wrong because yeah <laughs> and oh. i've heard about this all around the world so it's that kind of check the you know check the evidence and you're hearing about this in in australia you're hearing about this in oh, the yeah. uk people all over satellite photos in the uk of you know, these giant X-shaped prisons that are going up Prison everywhere. Camps. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that shit, too. Yeah, and so... I even saw of, like, people who are already detained in these camps, and they're in, like, they're literally in, like, a prison cell, but when they look outside, like, at the, at the door, they're in, like, kind of like a, a lane on the street where they are locked inside of a prison and the people would come and give them food oh my god and it's like it's yeah. quarantine camp yeah see yeah. i saw another video today where this guy was like oh you guys thought i was lying about this shit look i'm filming it now and he films like all these pallets filled with boxes full of quote-unquote cadaver bags oh my god that's Wow. I said that to people and they were like, what the fuck? <laughs> Proper yeah. response. Like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Where's mm -hmm. the response is the weirdest that's thing. That's the, and that, that's, we're not, and yes, you're keeping the conversations from being had. That's why we're trying to do this. And it's, mm -hmm. it's like, you're condemned for, for even asking questions now. So, hooray. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get a little bit more into the book. Like, how big is it? Uh, how many pages? Uh, is it published already? Uh, What's going on? So it's four hundred and let's just say it's almost five hundred pages. Let's just do that. No, I think it's, it's four sixty something. something. I think 
Um, and I wrote, I really wrote actually four to five times as much more than that. We wrote more, yeah. four to five times as much and edited it down because I wanted it to be a high quality focused book. And writing, as I found out, is, is very, for me, it's whittling a sculpture. So it, it was, um, you know, I have to edit myself a lot. So, like like creation, like even when you're writing a song too. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. This was that, but just more of it, or maybe, you know, maybe mm. I just have more experience with music, but I still have that sense of quality, that mm. artistic sense that wouldn't let me stop until it was something really, I think I'm really proud of it. I think it's really classic. I think no matter what, it has tons of useful information in yeah. it. I feel like I bring it together in a holistic way where I see so many truthers out there, so-called truthers, um, you know, they'll focus on something, they'll be oriented towards one ideology or whatever. I'm, I think I have a knack at bringing that all together. Yes. And we have so many that. conversations and Casey has this sort of, you know, divination thing <laughs> sometimes where she can pick out ama an amazing summary of things that I'm saying. So I'll rant and ramble and she's, got the like one sentence like elevator pitch going on as a new yorker maybe it's the new yorker maybe um and so in that way we really sculpted it we wanted to tell our story we were in the united states and through the whole trump thing you know i was going through a lot with the awakening we went through i went through lyme disease which was crazy still going through Lyme disease, and we, yeah i mean it's an ongoing oh like um, herpes right yeah, it's so bad. It, <laughs> no, it doesn't. We could write a whole book on that, really. But right, I know. <laughs> it's amazing. And there are books on that. So that's a whole rabbit hole. I mean, I mean, that's a whole series of rabbit holes. It's sort of ironic. We always say our relationship, we met, I went through an illness that's devastating for millions of people worldwide that nobody cares about at all. <laughs> right. And then we went into an illness that's, it may or may not even be exists. real <laughs> and, yeah. and, it's, freaking out. and now we no longer even have like countries individual sovereignty like it's like it's so weird. it's just so ironic i know it's just like ridiculous That's, you put it so that way. and that really was the book idea it was like we gotta write our story if this. nothing else yeah and we had a fun time kind of crossing into mexico and it was all a really like a spiritual fleeing in, in a sense yeah and um you know because we were on long island at the time and uh, you know, I was doing the school of rock thing, and oh, you were teaching. doing yep. you were doing cornucopia, yeah, like a health food, health food health thing. Food stuff. Yep. I shouldn't name so many names. I got to be more. That's okay. See, I'm not good at. I, that. I, 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 if, if he plugs them, I'm proud of work to work there. They were yeah. great. They're a great team. It was a mom and pop shop, so mm -hmm. not not embarrassed. No big corporations. And I, I think <laughs> it was for me, the like the sort of chemtrailing so called thing, and I'll just say. I don't know nature manipulation, like co the cosmology. <laughs> oh, uh, the, the proper word is geoengineering. Oh yeah, that, right, there exactly. You go. There you go. <laughs> That's right. So, and for me, that was sort of the make or break moment. I mean, I, I, no matter how bad things got, I could always go outside into nature. Mm -hmm. And I grew up in, you know, on the foot of the Blue Ridge Mountains and stuff. So that was the, the, when we started seeing the geoengineering right in front of our eyes, and at first we're just as skeptical as anyone. We're just like, nah. But I, apparently we have stronger minds or something because yeah. as we started to pay attention, it was like on a schedule. Yeah. I said, Monday. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's your intuition kicking in. That's right. Yeah. 
Because yep. you think, oh, that's crazy, right? But I always say, well, I'll keep it open. You know, I, that's how I do everything. I'll, keep it open so mind. I say, I'll just keep looking. Maybe, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll prove to myself that it's not real by, you know, keeping an eye out. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, I'd never looked before, you know, it yeah. was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And then I'm trying to show other people, even musician friends, long time, you know. Oh, please. Great, you know, musicians, very <laughs> open. Mind. Some got, of the worst they ones. Got, they got me into conspiracy stuff back yeah. in the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's sort of funny. And I'd be saying, you know, this isn't natural thunder, or you don't see the X's in the sky. They look X's. <laughs> and it's so funny when somebody looks at you like they're looking at something else or, yeah. or something. It's, it's, it's like, very weird. So that was for us like, okay, well. we've got to just say no. You know, we started noticing everything in this world is about consent. And it's so funny consent. how that's just keeps crescendoing in, into this current situation. Yep. Um, well, it's kind of like, it's kind of like how, um, you know, the vampires, right? You have to consent for them to come. You have to invite them right. into your house, right? Exactly right. It's a great, great example. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To, you have to let them in. You mm -hmm. have to give them permission to suck your blood. Well, mm -hmm. I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, a deal with the devil kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Really. And I have material that is in the book. So another aspect of the book, there's a couple documents published that are very interesting from the U.S. government and related agencies and things. And um, one is, is um, called um, Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars. I don't know if you've heard of that before, um, but you no. should check it out and, and just read the PDF <laughs> if you haven't. And it's, and it's the last chapter in the book too. Yeah. Um, book is modular. That's the kind, one of the nice things about it. Here's a plug for you. You, and you always told me this, if, if you, you can read it, you can pick it up at any point mm -hmm. and just read oh, it. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, because it's so heavy too. I wanna, just the pictures alone are worth just kind yeah. of flipping I mean, a through. A lot of it is pictures. Right, yeah. it's it's almost, almost reaches like a graphic novel oh, kind of level it sometimes. Does. Oh, you're right. That's but, cool. Yeah, because I wanted, it's such difficult material and I feel like it's put out in a difficult way on purpose. And so I'm trying to say, look, here's two, we're trying to say, I'm sorry, I keep saying I. You can say I, I don't know. I, I think of you as me. So when you say this I is, did this, I'm like, yeah, we did yeah, this. Yeah, this is how we talk. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Can, so, I, can I even like go as far as saying it's like a great coffee table book for conspiracy theorists? Or, or theorists? Yeah. Yeah. If, we, if we A, get it printed and B, it doesn't break the coffee table because it's violent. <laughs> but yes, it's the coffee. It, it, aside from, I think it's a, one of the greatest coffee table book ideas aside from Kramer's coffee table book oh. about <laughs> coffee tables. Yeah, Seinfeld, but anyway. But well, yes. Kramer was like a conspiracy. Theory. He would drop truth if you watched that. Yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. he would, yeah. The kook that just was like, wait, that, it's so funny going back. That's just, this could be a whole other podcast show, which I'd love to do sometime where you like go back and watch shows and you're like, that's what they were telling us right there. And that oh character. Oh gosh, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have a couple episodes. Uh, I have a couple episodes where I get one of my best friends on, on here and uh, we call it Red Pilled Men on Film. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, so people like that one, and they they want more of that. So <laughs> it's, it's fun. That's great. Well, all I was gonna say about Sorry, that document, attention. no, was the vampire thing. Oh, they yeah. say, you know, the U.S. government functions on consent. They say that. They say this is how we work, because as soon as we get consent from the people, it really is, and it's made me realize. I mean, that's the point of the book too. Is like we're in a cosmic situation where there's some kind of karmic consent contract that we're participating yep. in yep. on a big absolutely level. 
even even when it comes to world wars or every kind of war, they put out the propaganda and then they get your consent. Yeah, do it. Go kill them. You know, that's right. And so, getting frustrated with trying to have a conversation with music and all these things, and we would get a little bit of response. I mean, we had we did a record where we raised fourteen grand from fans for me to finish production. That wasn't even. You know, it was halfway done at that point. Yeah. So we, and we had, I had a lot of stuff that I was saying in that record, yeah. um, you know, but I finally, basically we, we knew we couldn't consent. And that was one of the few options that we had was just to say no. Yeah. And the Trump election thing was going on and it was just getting sillier and sillier. And I saw the humiliation that they were doing. Yeah. And it was like, I'm not gonna be humiliated. I have this thing where I just hit the eject button He's if got, I get yep, humiliated your, your too much, I just go buy. It, it saved me from a lot of bad relationships. <laughs> um, <laughs> not doing it. Yeah. So and basically, what you're saying is that you refuse to sell your soul. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and you never. It, that was the case. You learned that, and you go into that. So the book also goes into. I'll talk about this, and you because it's interesting to me as I was a fan of his work before I met him and and it was like it was really cool to he goes back into a lot of your um, past experiences with your different bands and your different groups and the different people you met in the industry which really was eye-opening for you anyway and that's such music and we talked about in, in entertainment in general but really music and comedy things that are the really two art forms that are so universal with people because they're so abstract and they involve imagination. Mm-hmm. The very thing they don't want us using is our own minds and our own imagination. So they really- Yeah, they, to... they they kill that when we're kids. Totally. And they yeah. really, really had to grab. So you always said you were the canary down the mine. The music industry was the canary down the mine to see where things were going and the shit that you saw going on there and the, cons- the amount of consent and you had to sell your soul to the point you're on the phone with people asking you to basically do that mm-hmm. and you're like i'm not doing that somehow you know? yeah 20 you know early 20s chris totally <laughs> giant swollen ego you know <laughs> young like f- you know the best songwriter on the planet guaranteed in my mind Four, 400 <laughs> songs gonna be famous gonna change the culture gonna paradigm shift this whole world I, every day I'm thankful somehow I just kept saying no I just had this weird feeling yep. and we talk about it was really only you know there's a handful of incidents some of which I go into the book again there was there's I'm hoping to you know maybe we're thinking of a sequel part two <laughs> um, but you know there were situations where literally looking back now I was the vampire was literally at my door at saying, your door. saying Do you this. know hey I'll come uh, cook you a birthday cake yeah just let oh, me in. for sure I'll be your best friend. Yeah. Yeah. So. All you got to do is sacrifice your best friend and then the world is yours. <laughs> yeah. They always have, they always have something uh, on you to, uh, you know, like um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, you know, uh, they can, they can, they have something on you so that if you, make it so big and you speak out against them, they will, they'll fuck you up, you know? Yeah, they, they've, mm-hmm. they've, they've, they've fully booby-trapped this in such a way. And 
Hey, I'm a big time Dungeons and Dragons player, and I was a, I was a thief. Okay, I get. Oh, cool. All right. <laughs> um, they have booby trapped this to the point where no matter what you do, you you will be a criminal. No matter right. what, this whole thing up, and they've coerced us and tricked us into doing mm-hmm. it. So no matter what we do, say like a certain medicine you might take, that's considered like illegal, but it's not illegal. And you know, you know, we're again. Mm-hmm. I worked in a health food store. We sold CBD oil, and I remember hearing one day um, how. We were having issues with the FDA apparently because they were like, well, you shouldn't really be selling CBD oil because it's not approved for this blah, 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 blah. And it's like, we've been selling it for a while and people are coming in there in a way consenting on their own. It's informed consent in a sense. We're not forcing anybody to do this. They're saying, I want to come in and try taking an herb that might cure my depression or hurt my or help my arthritis or something like that. And it was just so, that's how our whole business functioned. We did, we had organic food and and meals and this whole thing so um point of bringing that up is just sort of like people build these very honest businesses on these things but they're going but they they've lured you into a trap because they'll find a way to find a loophole to make make that whole business could just go down because they're selling cbd oil or something Mm -hmm. like that like we all think it's so like safe and easy to use and because it is right but it's like they make they'll they'll twist it in such a way they'll twist the knife and be like oh but you didn't do this so oh, now, of course. You know, yeah. so it's, there's always something. So yeah, they find a way to make you, everyone's a criminal. Well, I just yeah. thought of it from you said Dungeons and Dragons to describe what you just said. Oh yeah. Lawful evil. Lawful like, evil. So yes. many characters in Dungeons, <laughs> they're described as lawful, lawful evil. evil. Yeah. It's like Perfect that's description. What, yeah. Lawful, lawful evil being the collective mind of, um, of evil basically is what that is well the spirit yeah um i don't know how much you guys are versed in the bible at all i am somewhat and i have (laughs) you know an ongoing interest lifelong ongoing interest sure Um, yes so so i'm pretty well versed in it um i that was part of my journey right oh cool um but like i i I think it's a lot of it's allegorical with what's going on Mm -hmm. Uh, necessarily taken as literal truth but uh, God help me if I'm wrong. Uh, but I, think, I, think I think he'll understand. <laughs> but, but, it, but a lot of it says that like, there's a part where it says like the Antichrist changes times and laws, right? Yeah. To huh. fit the, uh, the kingdom of Satan, which is what we are living in right now, right? Because it says, the Bible says that we are ruled by the prince and, po- the prince and the power of the air, which is Satan. Wow. That's yeah. Interesting. Hell yeah. Like, uh, there's a lot of truth in the Bible. I don't necessarily take it as full truth been, because it's yeah. so manipulated. Yeah. Yes. Well, one thing I wrote about in my book, and this was probably, and this was so much philosophy that I tried to put in, was, and, and there's more interesting stuff to talk about. This is sort of cliche, but maybe we can even get into Cain and Abel and, and the sort of bloodline stuff that's going on that the Bible talks about explicitly. But a sort of obvious one is the is just the creation story. And the oh, um, yeah. as far as like, I, it never made sense to me. And, you know, even as a kid, I was like, this story's dumb in a sense. Like I <laughs> like it's annoying because it's so it's so difficult to parse and it never... I over and over again had yep. different interpretations. So maybe this one will change, but this was the big moment for the book as far as the philosophy. One of the moments was that thinking of the apple as this sort of easy, the low hanging fruit, 
you know, yes. and we have that expression. Right. And I thought of Adam's apple and I thought of Eve just handing that to him. And I realized like our entire world is this sort of easy apple, you know, information without the work. And then you think of things like the apple logo and it's like, there it is. Like they gave us the something. Like the apple It's such an obvious right. one. Yeah. It's, it's amazing, isn't it? It's all right in front of our face. I mean, it's the incredible. But hidden in plain sight, that's what the, uh, that's what Satan does, hiding things in plain sight. Because of the, again, it goes back to the consent thing. It's like, yeah. here's what I'm doing. Would yeah. you like to, uh, would you like to play my game, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. That was a big one, though, that you touched on. Yeah, you? but all of it is so interesting. And so what biblically um, to you is, is most interesting you these days as far as like what's going on and what you interpret in the Bible that you find interesting? Uh, Mark of the Beast. Oh, <laughs> that's a big one. <laughs> it is a big one. I mean, and it's like it's happening. It's like, oh, if you don't take this jab, then you can't buy or sell. You know, it's yeah, going to get friend. there eventually the, the scorpion tail and all these references i mean yep you know i don't even know what to say anymore really i have another family member that um was biblical all my life and they talked about the mark of the beast sure. all my life and i mean i went through an atheist phase so i started christian and was really into it and sort of 10 years went sort of agnostic as i read a lot of science and tried to get my head around everything and um and, and so I, I think now I have a causal approach to spirituality. Like, I, I think it's just all of the above sort of thing. But um, so, but my dad here, uh, you know, the, the mark of the beast, like yeah. all my life talking yeah. about it over and over. And it was the one thing that I thought we would, we would see eye to eye on when it was here. Sure. And for me to then return, I'm going <laughs> back to the Bible right? Saying, oh my gosh, it's here. And, and like, it literally says this. Yeah. And, and like, they can't see it, right? And now yeah. it's like, oh, it's like, I'm worried. I'm getting worried about you over there. You know, like, well, <laughs> let me, let me, yeah, let we, me tell you this. And I think, I believe it was a passage in uh, Thessalonians where they said, uh, God will send great delusion to the, such a massive effect where even the, the elect will be deceived. Yeah. There you go. Strong <laughs> illusion that even the people who read the Bible and they claim they're Christians, they won't even be able to see what the fuck is what the fuck is happening. Yeah, I mean, it's stunning. It's staggering. I told my dad. I said, "Remember the treat the uh, the speech from Trump, the inauguration speech. He literally oh talked about a and serpent. Yep, crossing the river. The the um, I think it was a frog or a turtle, turtle or something turtle. that gave him a ride. He said." He said I won't bite you because then we'll both sink, right? And right. they get halfway across and he bites the turtle and the turtle says, why'd you bite me? Now we're both going to die. He said, because I'm a serpent. And he says this. That, that's the, his inauguration. <laughs> I mean, and I, I don't, I don't even know what to say. It's just like amazing oh. to be on the other side of this illusion. It's yeah. just so, I mean, it's cosmic. Yeah. It's just crazy. It is. It, is, it very much is like <clears throat> we're, being uh, us being spiritual people, it's like we see more than the actual uh, people who claim that they're spiritual, but they're not. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And I don't claim. Get, don't get me wrong. I don't claim to be a saint, no. right? But <laughs> at the same time, 
I see a lot of shit that's going on and not a lot of people are seeing it. I think it's growing. I think it's growing. I think people are waking up a lot more. Uh, But that's another reason reason why I started my show is because I really feel like I have a lot of uh, knowledge and wisdom not to puff myself up. I'm humble. I I can tell you do, man. You're being humble. Your show's awesome. Yeah. Thanks, uh, man. Kudos to you, sir. um, It takes bravery and and a lot of intellect to parse. Dude, it took a a lot of... uh, Getting over fear to speak my mind. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. We still deal with that, even like, and the funny thing is, going back to the book real quick, it's funny because we haven't like published it. It's not a physical book. We, we, we're, when we send it out to people and I send it out as like something that's readable online, we're not really concerned at this point with either mm-hmm. getting funds from it. We really just want this was a literally a labor of love and, and maybe it puts a target on our heads, like ever, anyone trying to do this. But if we don't come together as people, as human beings and do these kinds of things, then we'll all be targets anyway. That's, this is how the fear continues. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. Only- yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, I have like two Patreon subscribers. Shout out to uh, Shayla and uh, Matt from the great deception podcast. They're the only two people that subscribe to my Patreon, but I'm not doing this for the money. I would like mm-hmm. to get a little bit of compensation, but it'll come in, in the process. You know what I mean? Uh, it's not what I'm doing this for, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I even have my dad say, like, I said, Dad, I, I, I did 20 episodes now. He's like, not making any money off of it yet, right? And I'm like, <laughs> that's not what it's about, man, you know? Yeah. It's about getting the word out, about, about getting um, our thoughts about uh, what's going on in the world out there and yes. not uh you know it's about waking people up and that's that's what it's all about man like uh, i go to work every day i try to go to work every day i call in sick every now and then but um, uh, when i do go to work i'm positive and people i've had a guy ask me like how are you so happy all the time i'm like dude i'm just alive man you know what i mean Mm -hmm. that's great deal the shit that's going on but i don't take it in a negative context anymore i just try to turn shit around and make it as positive as possible and i want to get people on the same wavelength and that's you know again I'll, i said it before i call myself davy wavy because it's a personal thing uh, <laughs> but also also like it's like a, a spiritual thing like are you are you on my wave you know yeah mm. yeah that. cool. that's it's it. kind of a cheesy name but i kind of dig it you know I love it. I think that's awesome. Great. And it's a good attitude. And um, waves were, again, a big thing we also talk about in the book. It's oh, so yeah. weird. Is, 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 um, and uh, you're putting out good vibes. I mean, that's a real thing. I mean, frequency is everything, too. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. again, coming off of music and, and visual art, too, there's a lot of visual frequencies. Um, what they're doing and using frequency against us. I mean, we were blown, you know, and it's, again, you go and talk about this with some people and some people totally get it. And then other people are like, what are you talking about? That's so weird. And um, we think about the sperm whales. We're like, let me tell you how powerful frequency is. Okay. Their clicks have killed divers before and stopped their hearts. Frequency is a huge, it can be just any tool can be used for good or for evil. And it's a massive thing. I studied physics. I was so into philosophy and cosmology. I lay awake and think. I was worried, I started to get worried that other people weren't thinking. See, 
they did this <laughs> they did it they gave us the fake golden age with this linguistic knowledge that yes. people have yes and i didn't know all my friends i always thought they were playing devil's advocate and stuff all oh, right like pushing back against what i was questioning which sort of worked out in a weird way but they were just hand waving it the whole time yeah i didn't really want to look at that so but we found out through our research that it's the and this is like you said it's it's an amazing adventure at the same time, the biggest adventure we could ever hope to have. Yeah. <laughs> and so like learning about how physics works and frequencies and waves are everything. Waves are, sound waves and light waves are how the whole universe kind of functions. Um, you know, I had read all the reductionist scientists and you know, from Newton and Einstein and along the line, you have this kind of, they have their own Bible. I don't know if you knew, but every, <laughs> modern, every modern physics, book i ever read is could just be like matthew mark luke and john it's just like but it's <laughs> it's like newton einstein definitely heisenberg yeah you know kind of thing hawking whatever um so they so they ha just have their figures their like figureheads that. and they have this history and this nice story that's like a great story to read um but i started getting frustrated with that and now we're kind of opened up to this incredible world of physics that's real and spiritual at the same time and all, sort of magical in a sense because yeah, good way to describe it <clears throat> you know like f waves can you know double if two people are on the same frequency just like a sound it's exponential you know and so it builds on itself mm -hmm. <laughs> in the same it's way funny it's to say that because yeah. uh in the bible it also says uh when two or more are gathered in my name the prayer is more powerful yeah, yeah exactly right? and that's that's not verbatim but like you get the, the gist of yeah. it right same concept <clears throat> yeah well i feel it too just us talking yeah like there's there's just so much power in it especially not being able to to talk and discuss this stuff most of the time except with each other <laughs> yes, yeah true. i've said many times on the show but every time i get like cool guests on like you guys i feel like i'm actually this is what church is supposed to be wow that's damn cool. right that's a yeah. good that's yeah. a good way of putting it it's so funny because that's how i felt growing up too i had a different religious background than than you because i was catholic mm -hmm. but um it for me it was like i i don't think i i, I didn't i felt spiritual i think i understood that because my dad wasn't religious my mom was like in between but we went and and one of the big things at our church and was you mean sense, catholic yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah right exactly <laughs> um, but was it our music? My dad was the music director, and I played violin, and and it was just like he would do the organ and the guitar and everything like that. And Chris stepped in quite a few times to do weddings and funerals. We like funerals better than weddings. What's up with that? Um, but um, he's, mor he's morbid. Yeah, it's well, it was, it was <laughs> yeah. weddings are annoying. Anyway, sorry. Well, they would be drunk and they'd distracted. be drunk. Well, they come into the church drunk. Funeral, everyone was so appreciative. I was frightened to do them at first. It was just sort of like right. I never. Well, I've been to maybe one, but I, it was sort of like, it's it was jarring. a lot of responsibility. Because they appreciate the music. But it was like cool vibe, like a very, you know, appreciative vibe from everybody in this cool magic. Right. So, we so that, so that ties it. in what I was going to say is that for me, it was about the sense of community and the music brought everybody together. And that's what I really sure. liked, which was that sense of connection. And I liked mm -hmm. the lessons that were taught in the Bible about, again, friendship community respect understanding love and then i don't see i see everybody going like they, they're just like little god giving servants but then they're like really nasty to people and i'm like how i'm sorry i thought you were like trying to learn lessons from this and 
go out and live your life that way. And, well, I like the book. Yeah, well, that's that's where that's where dogma comes in, and I've been through <laughs> the uh, the whole Hebrew roots movement myself, and I felt that I was too dogmatic, and I was very judge. I started getting very judgmental on people, and I was like, I got to get out of this, wow. right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, the the hypocrisy of the church is uh, a huge fucking thing, you know. Yeah, it's incredible. Like it and my it is. The, <clears throat> I was in Salt Lake for a while. Traveled with two guy, guys that were incredible musicians. We had a great, like, great trio. We opened for some huge acts like Ben Folds and stuff like that. And oh, I love Ben Folds. Oh yeah, we toured Japan. We did some stuff that was, um, you know, we had a ton of momentum, and we did it all ourselves. And yeah. we eventually faced some pushback. Now, you know, I didn't put that together until later. Right. But anyway, um, you know, they were Mormon guys, LDS guys, Latter-day Saints, Mormon. And um, so I had a lot of experience. The book talks a lot about that, the strange hypocrisy of, I think, good people in a sense. I, I met so many good people. They were like family, you know, they're great people. You know, um, my basis like 67 year old um stepdad who was mormon like filled in on drums a couple times it was just amazing and just i mean just so he was at every show and he was setting up drums he's just he's going freaking awesome show guys you know i mean (laughs) i love those people but yeah when push comes to shove with the philosophy and the strength to have some kind of moral indignation that it's just completely flaccid it's like nothing is there so it's a a lot about money there's a lot of sort of rich mormons and they do a lot of what i would call pyramid schemes and stuff like that that's what you call it that's exactly what it is so i was kind of appalled to see that when i was there i was surprised because it was just like la where i came from i thought i was you know going to be in like around amish people or something (laughs) but it was like being in la it was almost very modern very modern so yeah lots of lessons there you know Sorry, That's amazing. Like no, no, no. Just, no, Chris, what you're saying is actually interesting. So, <laughs> yeah, a tangents are is what my show is all about. Like, I think <laughs> I, I don't I don't uh, necessarily focus on one thing. I kind of like to go all over the place. So you guys are in the right place. Oh, wonderful! Cool. That makes well, there's so much to talk about. It's hard. That's to the thing. Do. Yeah, which was why we wrote a book too to say everything we wanted to say, and right. I'm really satisfied that about 99. Yeah. percent And if we can't sell it on any other thing, our cats in it, and a, oh, lot, yeah. a lot of people are cat fans, so mm-hmm. we have. A it's cat funny you say that because I just I've been recently posting pictures of me and my cat or my just my cat. Oh, your cat. People, people are like, oh, more more cat content. I'm like, okay. Yes. <laughs> he if looks he- like a bass player. I have. He's like, <laughs> he his expression is so human it's so funny he's a very human out. he's very intelligent looking he's very human looking it's like he, see, I expect he is to... what's it's his name? funny you say it. his name's hamburger but i call him burger for short oh he's a hamburger oh i'm gonna start yeah. making cat voice noises like oh, it's okay. uh, he's a himalayan um what is it himalayan persian persian himalayan oh, yeah yeah oh Oh yeah, he's, he's super super needy. He That's looks happy, but he's such a lovable guy. Oh yeah, they like they're like they're like like I hate you, but I really love you kind of thing. Well, yeah. we have a three year old. Or his his hips are getting bad, so he can't jump oh. up as much as he could he used to, oh. you know. But uh, yeah, he's always like wanting attention, and you know. 
but only on his terms. Like if I go yeah. and like pick him up, he gets pissed off at me. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's that's that sounds about. How old is he? He's an older kid. I think he's about like thirteen now. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Mm, wow. Wow. He looks Cute. good. I wouldn't have guessed that. He looks like. He's tell him he looks really cat. good for his age. Like, he looks, <laughs> tell him, flatter him, and then give him some tuna. Um, we have, <laughs> we have a three-year-old uh, diluted tabby, like a creamsicle orange cat, Luna. Though we just call her Boopy. We call her Boopy in the book because that's just you know that's what happens. You name a cat and then you end up calling it either and by and that it's it, it it's like it's like cute pet names. And then by the time they're about like my cat when she, my other cat when she was eighteen, it was just hey cat. Um, <laughs> like, what's your name again? But um, Luna. She does tricks. Luna does tricks. <laughs> well, you trained her. I mean, he's great at training animals. Like he get. He, I'll tell people he's so good. He trained our cat to sit and roll over and do stuff. She walks on a leash. She goes hiking with us. She was all about this adventure. She came with us on this. And I think it was good to show that sort of spirit. So she was sort of a, when she appears in the book, sort of in, in and out of it, she's sort of a comic relief. She's the lighthearted spirit. She's, I always tell Chris, like she's his spirit animal or his, his familiar. They're the two, I know, I'm, I swear to God, they're, they're, they're so spiritually connected. She totally gets him more than I do sometimes. And she was all about this trip. She was the most well-behaved. I couldn't imagine taking a kid on our drive. We drove through down to Mexico and then through Mexico, and she was so well-behaved. You know, some cats are horrible on car trips. My parents used to tell me their cats would throw up or, or, or poop. Oh, yeah. My guy doesn't uh, do cars very well. It was, she's so strange. And we didn't she, think it would be we possible. We didn't think it was and possible, it was like... and she was so good, and it meant so much. And she, it, and she egged us on. She egged us on. She encouraged crazy. us to leave. I know that sounds funny. I know. I mean, she, she's a spirit. She's an animal yeah. god. I think, I think we know, and now we can see, and you can tell, like, animals are freaking out all over the world. They're, they're in touch with this stuff. Mm -hmm. And they know when some, and cats have that sense where it's just like, no, some shit's up and we got to get out. I know the dogs are all going, uh-oh. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you guys, like I've been having like these very vivid dreams lately where I'm actually having a conversation with Berger and he's talking back. Wow. See, wow. you get, and it makes, stuff. it makes me, uh, able to in, uh, reality, be able to talk to him and he kind of responds a little bit so it's fucking wild that's awesome yeah definitely and keep that in mind i mean that's huge so so she's in our book and then she inspires us so much that one of the chapters i need to say this is a science fiction like short story mm -hmm. although we'd love to turn it into it's it's so good i'm so proud of that chapter i want to make because well we're nerds too i want to make it into the video game really oh, badly yeah. or a graphic novel because it's we took her and made her lunina i think princess lunina and she's a it's basically a, a like a alien, humanoid, humanoid cat, cat feline humanoid right and it's they're they're at war and he, we just developed this whole other world that's just sort of like you know i think tolkien might give us a nod you know we did yeah. some really hardcore names and um uh World development you did I'm such really a good job with, with that yeah. yeah and it's a good metaphor i tell people if if if, if you want to read that first go ahead it's a good metaphor for a lot of the things that are going on yeah this it's other... the third from the last chapter but it's yeah. a good one to start with because i feel like we all need to use our imagination my thing is i think people are spiritually in better shape than intellectually um i was always kind of mind and realized like my spirit was there all along and, and going and getting strong but 
I like what I like about the the sci-fi. It's trying to get everybody's imagination working again. You know, they got us really hold into a little right. a little spot here that's like we're all alone. They say, you know, we're we're descendant from monkeys. We're just this kind of limb all alone out here. We need to expand our imagination. And so I thought of this idea of a giant, like a super Earth-sized planet with many craters each of which support life and are sort of Earth-sized. And so we're on this planet, and you know, this was me trying to put together what's actually going on with cosmology, because I followed all the flat Earth stuff, but I was before that trying to figure out what's going on, and the flat Earth movement was frustrating for me to go through because it was such a like red herring, it was such a like, like, um, ineffective conversation in it. That was it, the problem with it. They were just dead set on that being the having the conversation a mm -hmm. lot of people in the flat earth movement so to speak are have already it's it's totally conclusive they're not willing to be like let's speculate and look at the right that's that's a problem with a lot of uh truthers is that they think they fucking know everything yeah that's that's mm -hmm. or they're like that's their their right. view on one thing is like the absolute truth and it's like no dude that's yeah. that's another way of being dogmatic yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Can't let dogma. Can't let dogma control your life because then you're going to be judging other people for not uh, opening their mind. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's that's just like. And everybody clings yeah. at a different point <clears throat> to something. You know. Yeah. It's funny how we do. I mean, I went through the process too. It's so easy when you're out to say, "Oh, where is everybody?" But I mean, <laughs> I I bought it hook, line, and sinker too, man. The American dream and I was you know raised American and and it was like it's funny like I really meant it I, I really thought it. that was cool that yeah. we could have a culture and and you could go from just um you know zero to hero and and influence culture and um I found and a lot of the book talks about that culture is very controlled and even American culture oh it's it's, it's totally engineered completely yeah, right totally that's right yeah. that's mo much more accurate and so but See, I didn't know any of that. So I would, yeah. but I think what saved me is being so genuine and yes. just keep you every time something genuine. happened, I'd go, I'll just do a better job with an album. And yeah. I don't need to take that shady deal. Like, I'll just do so good over here. Yeah. Like that, you know. So I think it's cool that I kept trying, but I've been there too, is, is what I'm saying. Yeah. I bought it hook, line, and sinker. And we, because it's like, yeah, it's hard to, as a thinking sapient being, to real to just untangle all this stuff that you put together. Oh, man. You know, ideal. They got us ideologically more than anything else. And I yeah. started to notice that in advertising. I was in New York advertising for mainstream television. And I'm writing and composing music. And um, now that's very interesting too. <laughs> that's and, a whole. Oh my gosh. There you go. But you know, this could, we we could definitely get you guys back on for a part two. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, but with advertising, I saw the ideological control, as you said, and the complete manipulation of even the music behind commercials. You know, I'd put in nice minor chord progression or whatever, something nice, something deep, something people interesting. Would like, would like it. And it was like, no, let's make, let's do that, but major chords. And then same chord progression. Same chord progression. Every, every commercial. Like literally, right. like yep. I'm not even people say i'm exaggerating no I'm you're like, not i'm like no literally the <laughs> same numbers <laughs> this isn't like an equation so yeah. so yeah you're right it, it happens on a on a it's and, more 
weird. Not even not even just chord progression, but also frequency, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Because they 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 control everything, uh, even down to the fucking frequency. Where, yeah, you know, we can't heal ourselves with music anymore because they got everything on uh, whatever frequency it is that uh, lowers your vibration. That's it. We had our piano. We realized we did a, we did a little experiment. We had an old piano because he tunes them sometimes. And uh, um, we took it from 440A 440 to 432. 30. Mm-hmm. So the Nazi regime actually got us on the 440 yes, frequency. Right, and that's a true right. fact. That's not even Yeah, like that's not. Look it up. Contestable. <laughs> is there? Yeah. My new record is um is on that tuning. Now, again, I don't even know what to believe. Maybe this is like a more evil frequency. Yeah, we just but have to be I like I like it. And it does feel more healing to me. And so I'm very interested in it. Yeah, we're testing... You know, I'm more interested. I'm, my other passion, aside from illustration and art, is um, is is natural health, and that's how I we've helped heal Chris a lot with uh, Lyme disease because we went off the pharmaceutical antibiotics that were literally killing him, and got him on probiotics and a whole bunch of other things, and we did our own research, and that's why he's alive. Um, so shout out to <laughs> to anybody who's listening who's in that road, keep going with it. Um, yeah, God way, bless, God bless you guys. Jeez. Well, Dave, like we, you know, we'd love to do a, an any episode or, or just call in <laughs> and vent if you ever need to. <laughs> like, yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. No, dude, th- th- this is what it's all about for me is like, I'm getting like the coolest fucking people I've ever met and, and cultivating relationships. And that's, that's what's very important right now, you know, because mm-hmm. we're kind of in an echo chamber, uh, the two of us, and we're lucky we have each other and Luda, and we talk to people here and. And, and I, I follow some really great people online and stuff, but yeah, it, you start to, like you said, you, you had to get over that fear of reaching out and, um, but this, yeah, this is really amazing. a rarity, a yeah. breath of fresh air. I know it's cool that you're putting yourself out there to meet people. And we, that's why we, we got to kind of, you know, keep in touch and I think start getting some method of communication and stuff just keeping in touch because yeah it is very very rare i mean i it's been like half a year where i've had any conversation i did meet people in mexico that kind of knew what was going on and we had cool conversations but i mean you literally start to like it just feels like i could play you know skyrim and talk to the npcs (laughs) and have like a similar (laughs) but less traumatizing experience i mean right what's going on so and lately you know there's a lot coming out a lot of people out there have been targeted too and there's a lot going on a lot of that and you know and we i don't even want to get into that because it's so kind of been difficult we maybe we we should talk about that sometime and do another show Mm -hmm. but um you know it's suffice it to say things things are getting real and and so it's it's just (laughs) nice to hear it's nice to hear a real voice yeah it's like i'm like i'm honored to be that voice (laughs) (laughs) honestly like i just i see what you guys are doing like i checked you out and i'm just like look at these beautiful human beings these beautiful souls right and it's just like just to be able to like get on here with you guys i've never spoken to you before and just instantly connect like i said it happens all the time for me on my show and it's i'm just so blessed for it you know like and the people are just like people are scrambling right now to like have their voice heard you know and i want to be that kind of medium you know yeah that's great yeah that's cool well we're honored (laughs) 
We're totally. It's amazing. <laughs> it's so cool. Let's keep going. We still got. We still got some time. So, anything else oh, you want to get off your chest, or? Cool. No. Well, I just thought of something from what you just said, and I mentioned this in the book. And I'm a big sci-fi fan. And there's a short story. Um. Oh, what's the author? It's on the tip of my tongue. Which one is? I it? now think he's probably some. Wait. Is it? I have no mouth and I'm a scream. You. Well, I know the title. But oh. what, what's the author? Uh... Is that the title? Say the title again. I have no mouth and I must scream. I have no mouth and I must scream. Yeah, is that short story? Sounds like Asimov to me. It's another A name, but I don't know if it's him. No, but it's it's um, similar vein in some ways. Although I love Asimov, but um, this is kind (laughs) of like a short, real short read. And I actually don't know if I would. It's hard to recommend because it's the darkest thing I've it's ever read. Depressing. It's depressing. Um, it well, it's 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 dark. It's yes. like um, it's about an AI that that takes over Earth and all the systems. It genocides the entire human species and ends up with just four humans to torture perpetually in like a virtual reality. Holy shit! And this was in this is gonna be awesome. Sixty-eight. Okay. Dude. I mean, yeah. And it's called That's I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream. Yeah. Yeah. And you should you should actually check it out just to see. And this is in 68. And I now think it was almost this predictive thing. And the cover is very interesting too. This guy has sort of a red and blue. And I so you know, there's all this red and blue signaling the everywhere. Frequency. If you look yeah. at the American flag and all the Americana stuff and but all the flags and everything. All the so American. red and when we talk about waves and frequency. There's, you know, the blue side of the spectrum and the red side of the spectrum. And yeah. so we have high frequency and low which, frequency. Which and actually, yeah. Yeah. Which actually ties, sorry to cut you off, but it ties in to also to the, uh, the DNA structure of our, of our uh, DNA. Like we got the red and the blue. Uh, and it's also Boaz and uh, Boaz and Joaquin or whatever in the uh, Pillars of Freemasonry, and they reverse them. So my yeah. show is called Red Pill Cartel, but maybe I should have called it Blue Pill Cartel <laughs> because they, they invert everything, right? Right, right. That's interesting, isn't right, it? Keep going. Sorry, I cut you off there. Well, the cover to that short story, and I didn't realize this until researching for the book and going back and looking at the cover, is like all this red and and blue signaling on there and then and there's um and they he even has a mask like people are wearing on the cover and this is 1968 yep and it's called i have no mouth and i must scream and it's and it's unbelievable because in this virtual reality torture situation simulation a simulacrum is the technical um uh, expression a matrix yes that's right or a matrix you know is the more common which is what we're in Yes, um, is it, but in this case, it was like they were throwing, you know, figures from Greek mythology, all these things they could conjure from the consciousness of these beings. So they would have to fight these crazy Medusas for like a can of beans, and they're and they've been starving for months. But like the, this AI keeps them alive and stuff, and they have oh, to, and so it's throwing griffins at them. But everything's a mishmash, and and I and I suddenly started to as I, this kept coming up in the book that um, it's like a metaphor for a lot of the conspiracy movement. You know, they're throwing all this truth out and <clears throat> trying to parse all this. Yes, right. And in that sense, they've, they've kind of locked us in that, um, 
simulacrum is that right did i say it right yeah. yep yeah cool. they've locked so it's so you're saying like it's kind of like they keep even the truth people divided because they have them they're throwing all these different it's things like an oversaturation and, yeah you know of yeah. information when we've had none right we've had we've <laughs> had right. neil degrasse tyson and then everything like infinity <laughs> like so good way of putting it it's like oh he's, he's a great actor oh yes yeah, a great actor <laughs> yeah didn't yeah. you meet him you met I him. met him, you know, I was all like back way back in the day. Science cult fanboy. Um <laughs> I wanted to understand the world. Yeah, that you, know. you were curious. You were actually interested in science and you thought that he was. Mm -hmm. You know. It was a great, great little evening, you know. We had like a beer watching his lecture in, in New York. But I had a moment where it's so funny how these things happen to me. I always end up like meeting people. You do after shows or after yeah. So we ran it. I was like going around the museum afterwards all by myself, like half a beer looking at exhibits and stuff. And um, I ran into Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's and so I weird. had this feeling. I've run into many people randomly. Um, who's that actor? Hugh actors, Jackman. Hugh Jackman. And Hugh, Hugh Jackson. And um, many artists. <laughs> we played shows. That's what my friends all call him that. I'm sorry. My friend calls him Hugh Jackman. Oh, that's that's just because it's Australian, right? Hugh Jackman. <laughs> no, all my buddies in New York call him Huge Action, and I was like, I guess that makes sense. And Gerard Butler was the other one. You met. Yeah, yeah, and musicians. But I had that the same sense with Neil deGrasse Tyson that he was just like a meet and greet sort of guy. Like he was right, like very nice marketing, really. And but here's me. I'm always wanting to talk about deep stuff. And it's like, no, like he that's doesn't want to talk about doing. science. Like, oh, yeah, really? Or yeah, right. <laughs> or acting if you talk to them or yep. directing. They're just like they kind of hand with it. They want to talk about, you know, just daily stuff. What they do yeah, and what they're interested in. They don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I found that very interesting. Just having that feeling, just briefly talking to Neil deGrasse Tyson sort of after that lecture, that he was just this, it, it was like talking to uh, the you know guitarist from switchfoot or something after a show yeah. it was just kind of like, like the show was over i don't want to talk about music I, yeah i couldn't quite put my finger on it but just that yeah. sense of like oh okay you, I thought, don't you think oh this is what i want to do that's the thing you were genuine about what you wanted to do and then you realize to be mainstream and to be a name mm -hmm. i don't even remember how we got on this this tangent tangent number 10 oh man <laughs> No, it's all good. But uh, are you going to get your uh, Out of This World published or? We're, you know, we'd be interested if somebody wanted to, you know, we could do the self-publishing. But honestly, you know, like you said, it's so hard to, to, to know. I could use these online services, which it'd be cool to, you know, and we're pretty well versed in online marketing and stuff like that. But it's getting harder and harder to justify using these systems. And, you know, I just don't it. know what I'm... I'm to the point where we're just so guerrilla about it, you know, just contacting interested people and, and, and trying to, and other, you know, well, people like you, you know, and yeah. just trying to do the homework and find people who are actually making an effort as well. And so that's where I'm kind of more focused because I've, even as a musician, you know, I spent my entire life, people saying, you know, why aren't you out there, man? Why, you know, you're my favorite artist, whatever. Um, like, we did music for music lovers and it was almost impossible. You know, you can get the Salt Lake area completely into what you're doing. And then it's just can be like erased. Like 
the digital world had no memory. <clears throat> and so publishing would be really cool, but it would have to be, you know, they'd have to be, and maybe you could, you know, keep an ear out for this because it mm -hmm. would have to be the right kind of either publishing house. Sure. That's going to put out something like and this. Be brave, yeah. Sure. Or right. Yeah, but uh, Casey, right. honestly, Casey, when you reached out to me, I was like, I think this is a great idea and I want to get you on the show because I want the word to get out, you know? Yeah, that's that the thing. The I mean, that's yeah, that was the whole point of me getting you on the show. So, yeah, guys, yeah. guys, girls, you listen to this, check out their shit. I, I'll, I'll put the links up. You know, the check link would be awesome. Yep, out of this world. Um, highly recommended. Again, you can kind of skip around. And I think it helps bring things together with, you know, our unique perspective and my unique take on um, especially the imagination side of what's going on. You know, it's very cosmic. We have to get used to realizing that it's outside of our imagination somewhat. But I find that very exciting. You know, I think we need to really be yeah. these sci-fi heroes a little bit and, and face the dragons a little bit. It, you know? it Absolutely. How, how we have all this how so many people could be into things like star wars oh and i know star trek how we are well, and all the sci-fi all the sci-fi and, and it's like it's happening and it's happening like, and they're like eh. yeah <laughs> i'm like don't yeah. you want to be like skywalker mm. you know it's it's interesting they they don't they, we uh how about be your own hero instead of just using the movies as like something that just like is escapism mm -hmm. we're actually oh, in I, it you, you could have said it better you couldn't have said it better i can't agree more you know yeah. <laughs> it's like, were they just letting off our hero steam with that with people? Because I took that seriously. I me was too. in there in Star Wars taking notes. Luke Skywalker. Okay, cool. Like, you know, like, <laughs> I, I know, took that seriously. I know. That was, that was why I liked Dungeons and Dragons. Same thing. It was just like being in a group and, 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 and saving people from monsters. And it was like, cool. You know what I mean? So. And you guys, are you guys gamers too? Yeah. Oh, oh, big yeah. time. I mean, we're both. Oh, man. Like, I'm more of like a I was into, I had an older brother who played and got me into it. And then I was into a lot of the gaming culture and the soundtracks to things and whatever. But you play, you're, you're the bigger nerd. I can't. Dave, we just, because we finished the book, it was such an undertaking. I mean, oh, I mean, just finishing it, the pride. I've never, and I've done records and stuff, but this was like, I can't even believe yeah, the mother it. I really can't even believe it. I know. So we, so there was no video games happening really for quite a while. We were traveling and, I did another record called Humanity Unmasked, which was quite controversial. Right when the masks thing came out, I just said, boom, and I worked on that record. Um, and, um, but so we rewarded ourselves recently with a, uh, with the, <laughs> our gaming system, finally putting, so we collect retro games and all this kind of stuff. So we um, I love retro games. Yeah, <laughs> we finally got it all put together and we didn't even have a TV and stuff. So we got that and like yeah, now we we're playing like Yoshi's Island and, and just all these great like old games and stuff. But again, you know, pl I'm playing Half-Life, replaying Half-Life. And it's like, you're literally, you're pushing again, the consent thing. So it, in that whole series, you pushed in the material to open the portal to the, to the demons. Yeah. Like, yeah. You as a player can do it. So the entire conflict of all the series, all, all the games yep. was like your fault, really. Because you, <laughs> you just did what you were told, you know? Right. Amazing. Amazing. Isn't it funny how his name is Gordon Freeman? Yeah, wow. Gordon Freeman. That's See, I right. didn't even pick up. I know, Gordon Freeman. I know. Here's another podcast, by the way. We'll talk about games. 
Dude, we'll, we'll totally do a fucking gaming podcast because I'm a huge gamer, so. Oh, that will you, would be great. You tell him about Bazooka. Will you tell him? Well, I will, but also we can go, a, a part that was left out of the book was my kind of top 10 games of oh, all time right. section that, yeah. that, two. that talked about all the stuff that they revealed yeah. in there. Yeah. And actually out of this world, the title of the book, it was called Another World, but there's a game, my favorite game of all time. It's called Another World made by this French guy, one guy. And, and in America, I think it was called Out of This World. Yes, it was called Out of This World. And it was world. for like PC. It was PC one of the game. first games I've ever played. Beautiful game. Um, but yeah, so we made a game and it's still in a very early form. It's difficult to play because it's a mod for another engine. And so we're working on our own engine, but this, we did a soundtrack and everything. It's called Bazooka Wowbagger. It's so That's good. awesome. <laughs> get it working, we'll send it to you. Yeah. yeah we'll oh my it. God, it's that's amazing. <laughs> That's yeah. so cool. It's, it's like even, even even now I'm getting uh I have a huge support of the show, Shayla. And she her and I are playing uh Star Wars Battlefront 2 now. <laughs> oh awesome. Oh yeah. sweet. Yeah, oh, that's a great, great one. This is that's so great. great, guys. Like honestly, I'll I'll wrap it up here, but uh <laughs> uh plug your stuff. Plug your stuff right now. What do you guys got to plug? Let's go. Um, you know, humanity coming together and defeating like the cosmic parasites that are sucking our brains. No, um, yeah. <laughs> shameless yeah. plug. Yeah, you could just look up, Chris, look up Chris Merritt, M E R R I T T. You know, I'm on Spotify for now, online and everything. I'm not the opera singer. Yeah, so I was gonna say, singer. there's two Chris Merritts. They probably did that on purpose because he looks like an older uncle of yours or something. Yeah, and he's come up like always his he comes up in like searches and things but he's been out I of can, work for years so i yeah, don't know we can be touring is. japan and stuff and he's always going to be a yeah but anyway um so i'm on spotify and again i think it's worth it if you're into music or trying to see what this culture has really missed out on as far as like um you know a lot of, of creative music that was out there um and it's also great stuff to cover but then also out of this world and do we have the link i sent the link actually and i think i had sent you the link um that's the main one off of chris music.com slash ootw i think that one is the main i do one. i do have the link but it, it was kind of difficult to navigate a little bit i think okay um, but uh, yeah I'll, I'll plug all the links in the show notes so don't worry about that I think it was because what we should then... go to yeah, chrismerritmusic.com, chrismerritmusic.com. It's M E R R I T T. And then it's slash O O T W slash. So that's the folder. It's like out of this world, O O T W. So it's chrismerritmusic.com slash O O T W slash. And there you'll see, I believe that's the link. And I'll double check. And I, I'm, it is, I'm that is, I think what's, yeah, go for it. So then you have the PDF. You can do a like, a pocket file size if you're on your phone or something and then there's a medium and a large file size we did right we, we, we it's a little i think what you're saying is it's a little weird because we did different versions because we were concerned about again censorship we had done different types of links we did different types of things on different servers mm -hmm. and things like that so we were sending it sort of gorilla like this and then we wanted it to be modular in the sense of like if you couldn't load the big one you could load the medium one or something mm -hmm. like that. So that's why they're set up like that. They're, they're all the same. They're just sort of different. What, different different uh, sizes and versions size. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, the full size one is, is close to a gig. I think it's 700 megabytes maybe. 
um, the images are just so, I think it's worth it because they're so awesome and detailed. Very, you know, yeah. we're talking Egy why. Egyptian pic pictographs and stuff that are in like, you know, close to HD and stuff like that. So yeah. I think it's worth it. But again, the pocket size looks really great too. And that's only 78 megabytes. But you actually, I re remembered you are promoting something, which I totally forgot. Oh, my book? Yeah. Oh, I like forgot about it. I'm Casey's like, that an was amazing. Right Casey's now. an illustrator. Um, she does kids' books. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm promoting on Instagram too. Although I, the funny thing is the link is so like long. So I'm just, I, I can, I can either send it to you, but, um, yeah, my mother, my mother wrote a book, um, actually several years ago, she asked me to illustrate it because it seemed natural and we did it. <laughs> um, Patricia? She, yeah, Patricia Davenport. And she um, wrote this amazing, she's always, she's always been a really good storyteller, which I appreciate it, but she, um, it's about a mouse who was present at the, the birth of, uh, birth of Christ. And he's there at the, so he's there at the very first Christmas and um, he wants to, do something special and he wants to make him a gift and it's really funny because it, it just I get to draw I basically get to draw a mouse uh, oh it's yeah that's right thank you the mouse at the manger um I think if you look it up on it's on Amazon and Barnes and Noble I think if you search it by title it'll come up um I think that's the easiest way to plug it because the actual link itself is sort of you know one of those yeah, things a product link <laughs> um but uh, yeah, it's really great and it's good for all ages. And we, I, I, we've really been pushing to get it up for a while because I wanted it out in time for like the holidays. So um, it's, a, it's just- We need Awesome. Honestly, honestly, it sounds adorable. It's really cute. It's, cute. it's yeah. really cute. I, I love just painting like a baby Jesus. I just love painting the happiest way. Jesus ever. It was straight. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. To support us because is more about you know the message right so it's a good way for people to support us yeah that's one it's, that yeah either if they want to support family. us that's the good point thank you chris um <laughs> thanks for reminding me that about that aside from listening to your music which also mm -hmm. um supports it um he we have your shop too if anybody wants to buy his records they're for sale too digitally i i, I i'm usually doing the emails for that so um the merit system M-E-R-R-I-T-T, -T, same thing. The MeritSystem.com slash shop has all the records and sheet music if anybody's like a musician and wants to learn Especially some things. piano. Piano, yeah, big piano stuff. You're a piano player, so. Dude, you're, um, a kill you're a killer on the piano, I gotta say. <laughs> he is killer on the piano. So there's a, we have a, um, uh, a music book, just individual sheet music, all the records, all that. And then... Um, we also do get support if people are following us on Spotify and, and listening to that or iTunes, we do get support and fun through that. And then, like I said, if they want to purchase a little Christmas book for their, you know, kid or their niece or their nephew, or just for themselves, cause it's just cute. Um, yeah. Mouse, the mouse at the manger on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. So if anybody wants to support us, those are the best ways to do it right now, I guess. And awesome. we do so there you go. He does teach. So. Yeah. Well, you guys, it sounds like you guys got a lot going on, um, but Fine. yeah, I'll, I'll definitely, yeah we've been, we've been the, I have no mouth and I must scream in it for like five years. <laughs> that's, that's it, man. God, well, God bless you guys. You guys sound like you're such a blessed, you're so blessed to have each other, you know? Yeah, and I'm, yeah it's amazing to see and, uh. Wow. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming on. And I'm just like already, I'm kind of smitten by both of you. So 
<laughs> Keep checking out the tracks and uh yeah, David. Oh, awesome. definitely. We're, we're yeah. just on. We're just stoked. We're so, we're so stoked. excited. Yeah, if you ever want to have us back and talk about any topic, we are we are we are yeah. down, man. Oh, games. We gotta do a game. Yeah, well, we'll so- Sounds golden. Sounds golden. And you probably have an invite for the next one. So yeah, guys, thank you. Thank you guys so much again. And uh, God bless you guys and take care. You too. too. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. Take care, man. Awesome. You too. Bye. Thank you guys for tuning in once again. Um, I really hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did because, uh, yeah, it was so amazing to just once again, instantly, instantly connect with, uh, two people I've never spoken to before. And, uh, that's the way this, that's the way this show seems to be going. Like I just have these awesome conversations with people I've never met and, uh, hopefully you guys, uh, check out their work. Uh, I will add all the links in the show notes for you to click on and uh, delve into if you so desire and uh, I just thank you guys so much you guys at the cartel and uh, you know there's this there's this little goat and he's really cute his name is Nigel you may have heard of him and uh, you know I'm, I'm putting a lot of time into this show and everything and you know Nigel recognizes that too right so um, if you guys want to just like you know give a little uh, few a few sh- throw a few shekels my way and uh, throw it in uh, Nigel's tip jar uh, you know three bucks five bucks ten bucks uh, the more you give the more that this show can grow um, I will definitely add like a uh, account in my bank for this show so that I don't freely spend it but I add it to the show right so if you want the show to grow if you love the show then and you want to help Nigel, that cute little goat, get out of the Matrix, then you know what to do, you know? If you're so willing, then donate a little bit, alright? And also, um, if you can, please, uh, another way to help support the show right now is to, uh, throw a a five-star review or a one-star or two, three, four, whatever star review uh, on uh, Apple iTunes for the show. Uh, Nigel would appreciate it. I would too, you know. So, uh, yeah. Just, uh, I hope, I really, guys, I, I just, I love all of you and I thank you so much for tuning in all the time and I really appreciate it. So does Nigel. Nigel loves you. <clears throat> so thank you guys so much sorry for the rant uh, peace out have a good one thank you <laughs>